0: san
1: diego you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i am ken anderson along with david ross and george allman mark mahady's got the day off today uh, good morning guys good morning good morning a little, little foggy at my house this morning yeah, i was, I was kind of surprised because it was clear last night
2: i was telling david that there was so much moisture in the trees above our home that when it the wind blew a little they were falling off it sounded like it was raining Oh, I could see that. And so I, when I went out to the car, there was a fair amount of water all around the steps in the car.
1: Yeah, I didn't have much, didn't have much on mine, but I, my windows were all wet. Wet. So I squeezed them off before yeah. I came over.
3: I could see the fog in the flashlight when I went down to let the chickens out this morning, but there was, it was dry on the ground. It was super, super fine.
1: Yeah. See, there was no fog. There was no fog on the ground at my house. It was all up. It, it was up in it, my was, place. it was up in the air yeah it, well it was, it was so
2: foggy that when I was coming down the hill I thought this is going to be a longer commute I'm going because I was going so slow I was thinking but then once I got down to the flat part of the the country here it was fine Oh, well, I thought that was
1: just your age <laughs> well, well that too well, at least you made your way out of the valley because when we left your birthday party, we got lost. <laughs> really? Yeah, we yeah we we were driving around all over the place up there. We couldn't couldn't figure out how to get the hell out of there. But uh, it's so, neat. Yes. It's a neat. area. Oh, it's area. a great area. It's a it's a it's a it's a beautiful part of beautiful part of Poway. Right. It really is. I'm sorry,
2: so, you got lost coming yeah. down the hill. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it seemed like a it seemed like a pretty straight shot from your house down to. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Espola. Espola, yeah. yeah. But, um, I missed a turn somewhere and I ended up in a dead end somewhere. So. Somewhere in Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or close to it or close to it. So, um, supposed to be a nice day today though.
2: Today and
3: tomorrow and they keep pushing back our huge storm and now it's a it's a, a relatively non- of, non-event, a relative non-event for San Diego. For, for San
1: Diego. I, it sounds like L.A. was still – yesterday they were still they suspecting are. quite a bit of they're rain ex- up They're in LA. expecting
3: rain from there it points north. But for us, it, we're looking at maybe a half an inch of rain. Are we looking which, at Wednesday still, a, still? Which, in it's the olden uh, days... Was a lot of rain. That was a lot of rain, but yeah. not last year or this year. So yeah.
2: Is that still Wednesday? Because it started, today was going to be the rain and slowly been pushing to the right. Yeah,
3: it, they were talking about Monday being the, air quotes, heavy rain. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. But now it's looking like Tuesday to Wednesday. Yeah. But Monday to Wednesday. Oh, that's okay. fine,
1: because we're going to be in Temecula on Sunday, so... Perfect. It should be... Oh, well, that's North. Yeah, but I've been looking. Wow. I've been following you should there. Be, you should be fine. I've been following it on the, well, that stupid app on the, my. App app one follow, that need, the, the one that you the need one to one get I, rid the of. The one that I need to get rid right. of. Yeah, the one that I hate. Um, we do not hate Mr. Anderson. That I dislike intensely. How's okay, that? that's that <laughs> is, we, is we that may do. Better? Yes, I'm much happier with that. Thank you. Uh... We have garden classes today, George.
2: Do we, we not? We do have classes at 9 o'clock in San Diego. It's azalea and camellia care with Constance. And at 9.30 in Poway, Proteaceae with John Clemens.
1: What is a Proteaceae?
2: It's a, a. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say that's a protea to you and me.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. well, the Proteaceae family, family is what this is. So he's going to talk about grevilleas and leucodendrons and leukospermums and proteas and. Grevilleas? Bank, Grevilleas, banksias. And I actually put a macadamia tree out there as well. I was going to say, did you put a macadamia well. out there? That's my yeah. favorite one. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I just I put four aside in the back for me to purchase one today and bring home some proteas.
3: Is that why Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway has the best selection of those plants you just named that I have ever seen in my, well, 20-plus years at Walter Anderson Nursery Probably in Poway? so. The last yeah.
1: couple of years for John's protea class, we've had... Incredible selection. Right. This Brian, is so. yeah. this is
2: even more. And Brian even went out of his way. Yeah. yeah, Brian wow. went out of his way to get a lot of plants in. And David may have helped a little, but okay, yeah. I'll, so I'll we, take. We have leap. we have a lot of plants in there to, uh, ready for that class today.
3: And we have something we didn't have last year, which is the grafted grevilleas and some new varieties of grevilleas. I'm very excited I, about. I am grevelias. too. And you know what's
2: interesting is we put a bunch of the plants out just in preparation for the class, and they were being. Purchased as, as I was putting them Bring out. Them out. <laughs> so now, yeah, I, I have reason. a
3: question for you. I'm glad we have the tremendous selection of Grevilleas. Are they in the Proteaceae family or have I just kind of... No, they are. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I thought I was just pushing them into the into
1: the mix. And, uh, they just look very different from
2: there are, a lot of <clears throat> There are over the 1,600 species in the Proteaceae family. That's a pretty good size. Family. It's a lot of plants. Mostly from Australia and South... Well, South Africa and Australia, where they're from.
1: Yeah, the proteas, right. the pro, the true proteas, I believe, are South African, right. and then the you, rest, the, of, the the, the, the rest <laughs> of the stuff. The rest of the stuff is Australian. The banksias and um, what else is there? The banksias, banksias the group of leucospermums, grevilleas,
3: grevilleas. Yeah. Uh, we also have, and we did not have last year, the grafted grevilleas, mm-hmm. and the the new varieties and the varieties that we like of. Grevilleas have been grafted onto the tree, the Grevillea robusta tree, mm-hmm. and it is a much more
2: robust. Robust. Word.
3: Ah, I see what you did yeah. there. A much more robust rootstock, and it is tolerant of wet. It is tolerant of dry, and it is tolerant of fertilizer. So you don't yeah, have to worry about any of those so things you
2: can in plant the landscape. It where your avocado trees used to be. Yes. Right. Yeah,
1: that was one of the big things about proteas. They don't like. Is it? It's phosphorus that, right. that really middle, middle number they, will kill them. Yeah. They don't like, um, but you know, you look at where they grow. There's not a lot of fertilizer going on out there. They're even decaying plant material. There's not. They they grow in very very arid, um, rough conditions. Which makes them perfect for my house. Yeah, my my pincushion's growing like crazy in the backyard. How long have you had it? Um, I think this is the third year. What variety do you know? Uh, yellow. Okay, so high gold <laughs> so, or maybe I, I yeah. think it's high gold. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My, my Banksia didn't make it though. So mine yeah. did for four or five
3: years, as did my Leucospermums. But
1: I don't think I have any right now. I want to get a King Protea for the, where the Banksia was. Uh, King Protea is probably my favorite of. I, I all think of we the ha- don't we have some in.
2: I think so. Yeah, they, they make a beautiful cut flower. Well, all of them make a beautiful cut flower. Well, the
1: size of the flower on the King Protea is amazing too but there's a dwarf king protea yes that you know, as well I,
3: but i am told that is only in the floral uh, trade right now that they're holding on to those plants and not selling them
1: well we've had them
3: the dwarf king it must be a different dwarf it must be a different gem or
1: <laughs> because we had we've had some of the dwarf king proteas okay and it's not that one no but they're just the regular king protea the flowers on those will get 10 inches across it's, and it's a spectacular plant.
3: Was that the flower that fell to the ground or? It broke was off? one of
2: the proteas. I don't know if it was the king, but it's a beautiful. It's one. a beautiful, and yeah, we put it out on the podium for the class.
1: Did he bring? Did Did he bring in silver trees? I don't recall seeing any, so don't mention it. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Which is a neat. It, it's a it neat is. plant, but
1: I, I, I think I've killed a couple of them trying to. I wonder. Probably babyed them too much.
3: There used to be one in front of one of the buildings on Arrow Drive. No, that wasn't a silver.
1: What was it? That was um I think it was a I think it was a eucalyptus. I think it was a eucalyptus rodantha. I disagree strenuously. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Drive by because they have a sign in front of it, but I'm pretty sure it's not a silver tree. Okay. I thought it was a. I thought well, it was a eucalyptus rodantha. I tell you what, it was a silver tree in my mind. Well, the foliage. And that's all that really matters. The foliage <laughs> was silver, but can, it wasn't. The foliage was gray, but it wasn't silver. Can you like leave my
3: childhood tree. memory alone?
1: Well, just drive by. I will. But I can. I'm pretty. I can almost guarantee you, it's not a silver tree. And then a friend of mine who lives in Ocean Beach, she was jogging one day, and I'll have to ask her where it was. But there was a eucalyptus rodantha growing in somebody's backyard and it branched out into the alleyway, and the flowers were in the alleyway
3: and All right. when you hear eucalyptus Rodantha, do you think of a a japanese sci-fi movie Not like really. one of the like a godzilla I know Rodantha
1: was, i think Rodantha i think wasn't was, that one of the it was a, i think that was the flying turtle but <laughs> I, um yeah it, okay it was, so it you... was it was, it was, it was rode something I can't remember right. what it was but that's close enough yeah. thank you um but yeah the, it the and eucalyptus rodanthus it's a that's a really neat plant it it's a got a huge flower on it the, 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 the reddish the, spiky um
2: with the yellow it, stamens yes. yeah yeah <laughs> it's also called a rose gum for anyone who may know it in a common name
1: i did not know the common name uh let's see what do we have going on in balboa park today and tomorrow in balboa park it's the um san diego mycological society's fungus fair at the casa del prado and if you're looking for something to do that's i would highly recommend going to see that it's uh it's a pretty spectacular show
2: you are a fan of that because i am a huge touted, fan it, of right? it
1: because it is it was it was really neat like i like i've said it is one of the coolest plant related shows i have ever been to it's
2: there tomorrow as well. So you yeah. may have to look into that. Yeah.
1: I, I can't do it today because Blake gets back from Seattle today. So I got to go to the airport and pick him up right in the middle of the day. So, um, won't be able to do that. Oh, and then I think we mentioned it last week or the week before, but, um, our friend Ann Sturman is the one that's doing the landscape plan for the botanical building. And I heard she's already starting to collect some specimen stuff to put in for, um, The, key features, for the T, hmm? for the tea, you said
2: key, 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 okay, key,
1: key features, um, and we was at a nursery the other day, and I saw it, saw the biggest pandanus I've ever seen stateside before. It was massive
3: in a nursery. Yeah,
1: where down by the nursery, down by San Diego, in the new nursery, um, in Terabella Nursery. Um, it's you. It's right as you walk into the lobby of their their building. It is, it is spectacular. It it. I think it's in a, it's in a thirty or forty inch box. Would that and, be like a Rancho soledad type specimen? Maybe. I mean, that's the. Only, they're the only ones that I could think of that would bring something like that in. Because I, you couldn't grow that in the states. They had to import that. I'm sure. But it's, it's massive. Um, it's probably got. No. Uh, Trying to think back on it, it's, pro- it's probably got eight big, br- eight big branches on it. They're like five inches in diameter. The branches. Does it um, have the stilts? The roots coming? Uh, not yeah. really. No, down. no. Still you, you They're starting. They're kind of starting to form near the base, but the stilts haven't not come out yet. But it, 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 it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, it's. I like I said, I've never, I've never seen one that size um, outside of the tropics.
3: Uh, hiking through the through one of the forests in Hawaii, Kapali? What's the end of the road where you couldn't go because you didn't um, make a reservation? Oh, Kauai. Yeah. Yeah,
2: The trail, I don't remember the name of the trail. Yes, but yes. That's where I remember. Yeah, they're all over the place. So the screw pines, Yes, exactly. All
3: I remember about them is the, well, the stinky fruit and the rotting fruit under the plants as we were hiking through there. The only thing
1: I remember was that was rotten was when we were up in a in the tantalus rainforest on oahu and the the guavas falling under <laughs> the ground
2: oh, before you dog. got to that i knew you were going to say yeah. that because you you bring that up every time when you talk it's, about stinky fruit yeah. smelly stuff
1: well yeah. that's going to take me to crabs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where was that The and that was in bora bora okay where they where the fiddler crabs were all smashed into the mm, smashed into the, 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 into the <laughs> that, pavement in the tropical sun yeah that was a real treat too Uh, now for breakfast you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ if you would like to give us a call we would love to talk to you 888-344 1170 is the number we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady's got the day off today. Uh, what were we talking about? Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus.
3: The silver tree that's not you stomping on my dreams <laughs> and dreams. memories.
1: <laughs> you know. Well, it might, like I said like I said, in the break, it might be there, but that's not the one that I was talking
3: about. I think that both are there. Maybe. Now that you say oh, that, now, now, got, you, now, now that you show me the picture of the Now you're rom- going to have to go and look. Oh, we didn't look up the flying turtle from the sci-fi flicks (laughs) and see if his name was Rodantha. But, oh, I sent you.
2: I I probably won't. Uh, You
1: sent me a text message because I'm sitting right here?
3: Well, um, Kevin Granchetta was up at Rancho Soledad yesterday, and since we said Rancho Soledad, he wanted us to know that he was there and the history of Rancho Soledad. But that's not where we were going, is it?
2: Well, we were talking Australian plants, I think.
3: Which eucalyptus are.
2: They are. There are a lot of plants that we grow here that are from Australia.
3: And they do really, really well here. And I know it offends some, but I prefer some of the Australian natives that do really, really well here. To our to natives? some of our own natives <laughs> that do really, really well here.
2: For example?
1: Oh,
3: the I think entire Grevillea family. Yeah, okay.
1: the, the low-growing gravillias are, are really neat. Um, I can't even think of the names of them off the top of my so head. Well, the Lanagera. Yeah. Mount Tamborit, the, the Lanagera family, man. Yeah.
3: Mount Tamburitha is one. Um, coastal Gem is another. That's a And nice they make a like really that. nice, durable, low mat. And the bees love them right. if you're looking yeah. for something that to attract the bees. And it, I have a Scarlet Sprite at home that I got years ago, probably 10-plus years ago, and I have not croaked it. It's in the ground, and it is almost always in bloom with red flowers on it. And it's kind of a rosemary- leafed type plant but it's i don't know three to five feet tall and wide always has blooms on it and i was complaining about it last year because the bees were bypassing my fruit trees and going straight to the scarlet sprite Hmm. so i'm torn
2: i remember that discussion and
3: the same thing is happening again this year
2: i thought you were going to say like australian finger lime when you said you prefer some of the australian natives
3: I should have. However, we were in a different
2: different mindset at yes, the moment. Okay. Yes,
3: and you know how I like to stay focused and on <laughs> Without track. Without a doubt, right, I, I right. never, I
1: never wander. I haven't seen. It was about a year ago that they were, there were growers that were advertising, Australian finger limes heavily on, Facebook and on social media, but they were selling just the fruit. The fruit's expensive. Yeah, right. it was really ex- it was really expensive, fruit. but you get a lot of fruit off of a finger lime tree.
3: Kevin last year gave me a little pouch, a little pouch bag with a drawstring on it that had finger limes in them, and I think they were somebody was selling them for a lot of money.
2: When we we went to the citrus talk last April up in Riverside, they had what what six or eight big, different, but they were big. Yes, those trees were much larger than than I than you know the ones I typically see, but. There was a lot of different varieties, as opposed to just that standard little green one I or planted, dark green.
3: I planted one in the ground at home, and it is probably eight or ten feet tall now.
1: It's a neat plant. It is. It, it's it's, a, til you, it's, til it's a thorny. till you till you get your hands in it. And I, I think I sent you got sent you guys the ad that was that I saw on social media yesterday. Somebody was advertising flying dragon oranges. No, as a as, a, as an edible orange. Oh, they're it disgusting! It's horrible, even, it's, even it's by just, my general generous standards on fruit. It is just solid pith. There's no. Well, it, it's terrible. It, was, it is. It's terrible. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful plant. I mean, it's a, it's it a unique really,
2: looking. Yeah, it. it's nice.
1: It's a really cool. It makes plant, great bonsai. But, but yeah. but the yeah. Fruit is totally the, inedible. It's completely right. inedible, even by my standards. So I don't know if that was something that was grafted. It it said flying dragon orange. So I. And then it had a picture of a flying dragon with some fruit on it. Well, you know, but I it, I can't imagine anybody buying that. It as could a, have been an orange tree grafted onto a flying dragon rootstock. But the the picture of the plant was a flying dragon oh, with oh. the huge spurs and everything okay. on it. So I I don't know. You you got to be careful with some of that stuff that you see on on social media. It's like like the company that was pre pre selling crocus sativus bulbs for next for for the 2024 season so they'll they'll be available in the fall but you you have to order them now um and it was what what did i say was it 15 i think you said 15 15 bulbs for 35 right and it said they were good size well they're not bulbs they're corms Uh, good size good size corms it didn't say how big they were it just said they were good size well we sell good size uh corms corms for 6.99 a dozen yeah, in in the fall when they come in, and
2: it's it's a super. easy. And that's easy, so you can make saffron. Yeah, it's super in your easy. Your own kitchen. Yeah,
1: and then have and your mother-in-law <laughs> dump it out. Uh, it's it. They're super easy to grow. It's a. It's actually a really pretty plant for like a rock it garden. Yep. It's a. It's a neat. It's a neat plant. So, so anyway, if you see those ads on Facebook or Instagram for the uh, crocus. Sativus, the saffron
3: don't buy it my, my favorite ones that i've been getting are for silver coins and they are selling oh. silver coins for about about half, face value no <laughs> about half yeah half the price the spot price of silver yeah so if they would indeed sell them to me and i they, could take and you each got coin <laughs> and go to a coin store and make 10 or 15 dollars minimum on each and every coin
1: i know it, they're there's well we were talking about it before we got on the air. They, I had a rash of ads come through um, on Facebook, and they were obvious scams. I mean, just total scams. So I started reporting them as as scams or misleading. I think I reported, I think I reported ten, and Facebook wrote back. They followed up on my report and they thanked me for it. Um, but none of them went against their. Community standards, Community standards, so they let the ad stand, oh, where that's... they were they were obviously scams, and you could even do Google searches for those companies, and they would come up as scams on the Google search, but they didn't go against Facebook's huh. values. So. I wonder if they're paying Facebook for that ad space. I don't know. It's uh, it's somewhat disheartening though that. People can get away with that kind of stuff.
3: We need to dump that.
2: So, yeah, yeah. dump that. Let's get back get to away you know, from it. plants. Oh, um, what were we talking about? Well, we mentioned a couple Australian plants. So, we have a lot of plants that are from Australia that we grow. I mean, that we grow in the nursery and that we have in our houses and in our local landscapes. But some of them I didn't know were from Australia. Like what? Like the bottle brush, the Calistomon. I did not know those were from Australia, for example.
1: I guess I didn't know that either. Right now that and some, they were just always here.
2: Right. Right. Um, <laughs> we talked about grevilleas well, Kanga- kangaroo paws i knew obviously
3: okay when you found out that bottle brush was an, an australian plant were you surprised or did no, you say kind of no no it, makes, it duh. makes perfect sense okay. it was done it, it was it, just it, a, rec- a recognition it was
2: a recognition and i've traveled to australia I've been there seven or eight times and i've all seen right. them everywhere but i never thought that they originated there much like i didn't, you know our eucalyptus here originated there so we, you know we move plants around the globe all the time
1: i'm assuming that um Melaleucas must be Australian. You know, I,
2: I'm looking at a Australian site here, and it doesn't speak to Melaleuca specifically. Well, I wonder where they yeah. come from
1: then, because that they look like the perfect. A- and they Australian. May. I, mean, I
2: haven't looked it up yet, but that is one that okay, I would think. Okay, what's another one that um, surprising. But you surprising? Some of the <clears throat> the the uh, fan flowers, the scavola. Okay. Are Australian? You know
1: where a lot of scavola grew indigenously? Hawaii, Midway. Oh.
2: That's true. Yes, Midway because they they were I think they're like some of the canoe plants that made it to Hawaii. Don't quote me on that, but I think they did. Yeah,
1: they were. There was a there was a lot of scavola out on, out on Midway Atoll at at one time. There so, wasn't and there wasn't much else on Midway Atoll. But They, they had scavola out there and birds.
2: Time. Lots of birds. Lot, lots um, of, speaking uh, of birds, albatross. birds. Some of the the birds' nest spurns, the Asplenium, uh, are also from Australia.
1: I didn't know that.
2: The some cycads. A great over, many of the cycads. Over yeah.
1: on the, trying to picture it now, on the east side of Maui, where Hana is, you hike up, hike up the side of Haleakala, the volcano, and you go through, there's some rainforest that you go through, and I remember, we, I did this with my dad years ago, but there were giant Giant bird nest ferns growing in the trees, um, like epiphytes, and they were right. they were probably six or eight feet across. I mean, they look like that'd giant be, giant bromeliads growing. That'd be growing spectacular. In trees. They it really
3: sounds like a bromeliad. That weird.
1: that whole that hmm. the the east side of the east side of Maui, the Hana side of Maui, is absolutely spectacular. It is it it, it is stunningly beautiful, and if you hike up in hike up the side of the mountain. Um, into the rainforest, the bamboo forests are amazing. You can, from the base of the mountain, and you look up the side of the mountain at the bamboo forest. It just looks like this big field of grass, but it's actually bamboo that's forty, fifty feet tall. And it, and as the wind blows, it, it even waves. The waves go across it like like grass, and it is so dense they actually have to cut the trail through the bamboo. Um, so as you're walking down the trail, you can see the the stumps cut off down to the rhizome where they had had to carve their way through. You could you couldn't walk through it if you were just trying to get through it. You you have to carve your way through it. It it is it is just amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Beautiful place.
3: All right, what's another one? Well, you I was going to say
2: we're, we're getting ready for a break, but my lovely bride sent me a note about melaleuca and I'll come to it after the break because it takes a little bit of reading you can't call the break no i'm that's, not calling that i'm calling that, that part Ken's i'll come job. to that piece after oh, the break about I the melaleuca you. to I answer you. your question i'm not calling the break um the stewart's desert pea that hanging vine that we often get um yes that's, that people love that the it's beautiful big, annual that big those big black uh, like eyeballs on the, the orange, red, red or orangey red yes. yeah that is gorgeous that's a, a another i don't know that one
3: Yes, you do. You, you, do. Mean, you would recognize. I recognize if yeah. I right. saw it. Right. late summer in hanging baskets in bloom, gray foliage, and a red and black, orange and black flower from the pea family. It is. It's okay. a really. It,
2: is, it is very popular when it is yeah. dangling out there. People just come in, and, and clamor to get them. seed well. Right. Okay, yep.
1: I'll have to look for that the next time. I, it sounds vaguely familiar now. Anyway, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888 344 1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this.
0: With more garden talk here on KCBQ
1: and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark mahady has got the day off. Yes. Uh,
2: but before we go into the Melaleuca or the phone call, just one yeah. last plant that I particularly like. That is a Australian native. Oh no, native.
3: no, no! Don't.
2: Okay. Well, what is okay. it? What was they going to say?
3: You're going to say Hardenbergia.
2: Hardenbergia, the happy wanderer. I like that plant. It's a beautiful flower. When they're in bloom. And agree. And we have a yeah. we have a white one at our house. It's still small and young, growing.
3: That is a beautiful vine right now when it's in bloom.
2: When it is in bloom, it is spectacular. And everybody that comes in and sees them at the nursery, their eyes are drawn to it, and they ask questions, and they're very interested in it because it's gorgeous.
3: But the fact that that is an Australian native is not a surprise to me because the leaves look like eucalyptus leaves. Correct. And so if you want a vine that looks like eucalyptus leaves in the background for... 10 months out of the year, then this is a perfect vine for <laughs> it, it, you. When it's criteria. not blooming, you'll okay. have
1: a eucalyptus screen. Right?
2: I agree. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, another vine that's in that it's great when it's blooming, but when it's not it's eh. I hope it's not one that I like. Oh, pink jasmine. I totally agree with you. It's this doesn't happen very often. It is absolutely spectacular when it's in bloom, it has an incredible fragrance. But when it's not in bloom, it's just kind of, Which is
2: 11 and a half months of the year. (laughs) I totally
1: totally agree with you. Yes. Exactly. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to talk to John from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We're good. We're good. Thanks for calling. What's going on? Yes. Well, I'm just
4: over the top excited about our protea class at Poway this morning. We are too. And... You are exactly right. You bring in some of the coolest protea that anybody will ever find for a year uh, for this class we do. And um, I took a lot of treasures away last year, and I hope to today. And uh, one of the biggest Australian natives you guys forgot to mention, and that's platycerium.
2: Oh, it's cool. on my list. I that didn't forget; you just are, didn't get there yet. <laughs> you are correct.
4: Yes, indeed. Both both bifurcatum and superbum, right? And uh, certainly a, a very uh, fond plant of Walter Anderson Jr. I know uh, he he loves those. I do too. And one of the coolest things we've done at the Botanic Garden in a while, there were some hundred to one hundred and thirty year old eucalyptus trees that were down on Vulcan Avenue in Lucadia. And they were being removed because they were deemed unsafe. And uh, friends of mine at West Coast Arbor said that, you think you might want giant eucalyptus stumps and trunks for anything at the Botanic Garden? Well, I am kind of a hoarder, and I said, we'd love to have them. And so it took a ton of work for us to do, but we took these really large eucalyptus stumps, and we've put them in our Australian garden, and we're putting big balls of platycerium bifurcatum on top of these because we get donations of those all the time it was grandpa's 50 or 75 year old platycerium and they don't want it cut up and now we're taking those really big specimens and putting them on top of these giant eucalyptus logs
1: oh that's very cool very cool yeah that we used to we used to get people when we used to have people that would donate staghorns to us too at one point we had to we had to stop taking them because we we just had we couldn't so keep money. up. We couldn't keep up with them because we we would have to divide, divide them to be able to do anything with them because it's it's kind of hard to sell a five hundred pound ball of staghorns. That's not something that's really there's not a huge market for it. Let me put it that way.
4: Yeah, people think they're worth a million dollars. You know, and, and I just think you know they're basically useless and its current configuration and so and they don't want them cut up and so this was a good compromise the other plant from austria i really love and you almost never see it in the trade and i found some at a i don't name your competitors ever but a a north county nursery in vista that had a very cool plant called kunzia baxteri and they were in one gallons and i bought i don't know half a dozen of those it's one of the coolest plants I've ever seen. It's related to Callistemon, but not quite. It looks more like a Melaleuca, very kind of rangy and beautiful, and uh, but with big, round, uh, more of a Callistemon flower, but bright red. That is one of the coolest plants I've ever found, and they had it. It's kind of like Costco. Sometimes, if you see something while you're there, you just better buy it because you'll never see it again.
2: Yeah, and
4: uh, it, it, it was, it's a super neat plant. If you can ever find Kunzia baxteri, super neat. I'm going to also, look that up. Uh, you guys have carried Calothamnus on occasion. Randy Baldwin at, um, gosh, think of the name, John San Marcos Growers has it occasionally. That's a spectacular plant. Not a proteaceae, but it's from Australia, and Absolutely gorgeous. There's a variety called uh Seaside that's very neat, but there's one called Springfire that changes colors much like Protea do um, and really a spectacular plant. And I was last weekend, I got to hang out with the director of Chanticleer Garden in Philadelphia and then Adam Schwerner, who's in charge of all the horticulture for Disney. And man, you get this group of plant nerds together. Oh my goodness. We're having a good time. <laughs> We, we just had a ball, but uh, one of the things that Adam and I are talking about doing is just really filling out our list of plants from San Marcos growers and basically anything on our wish list, because those are going to be gone in yeah. not very long. So I tell people all the time, look through their plant availability list. It's one of the greatest websites ever created. Um just stand alone as plant information, but go through that and have you guys order for them uh, because the great plant material from San Marcos growers is very ephemeral right now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not long for this world. Unfortunately, uh, with their, they're shutting down probably, probably about three years out, four years out now, uh, they're going to be completely gone. You know, who has another outstanding website, um, geared a little bit more towards tropical stuff is top tropicals back in um, in fort i think they're i think they're based in fort myer florida but their website is it's it's like the it's like the san marcos website they they have just an incredible plant library and if they have the and they have stuff that's available for sale, and then they also have stuff that's in the library that they don't have available for sale, but they still have all the information for it. So much like San Marcos, yeah, does, very right, much like San right. Marcos. It, it is an outstanding website, and there's, they have some really cool stuff back at, at Top Tropicals, back in Florida.
4: Yeah, there's a very cool melaleuca that I purchased actually at Walter Anderson's in Point Loma. I don't know three years ago, and it's melaleuca micromera. And it looks nothing like a Melaleuca. It looks more like a very small juniper. And this is why I just tell people all the time, roam the nursery. Just, you know, I go to both locations all the time, and I just I, – you talk about happy wanderer. I'm the happy wanderer. <laughs> I, just, I just cruise through the whole place in looking for the anomalies. You know, what is it that I see that I have never seen before and I'll probably never see again? But that Melaleuca my crummer is actually quite rare. And uh, has very tiny little yellow flowers, but it's one of my favorites. And it was literally there was one, and it was at the point Loma Walter Anderson. So sometimes you know, y- you just never know what you're gonna find. Oh,
1: that's that's one of my favorite things about going to uh, independent garden centers and independent nurseries is they're they're typically run by typically run by plant geeks and people, and they will bring stuff in that the regular chain stores and the big box stores won't even take a second look at. Uh, so you can, that, whenever I find something that's really interesting or unusual, it's always at, uh, and it's always from an independent garden center somewhere. Yep. Always. John,
4: yeah. you're going to be, I always enjoy calling.
3: You're going to be pleasantly surprised because the wonderful selection we had last year for you, is going to pale in comparison to the incredible selection we have for you this year. We have so oh, many more exciting. plants and varieties this year than we had last. So,
1: yeah, so we, you you may you may want to take a take a tip from some of our customers that came to your class last year. It's come early and shop before the class so that <laughs> yes. you can make sure that you get the plants so that there's not a run on them after your class is over.
4: Good idea. Well, thank
1: you guys.
2: Well, well, thank we'll you, We'll let John. you in a couple minutes early, John. All right. All
4: right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks
1: for the call, John. We look forward to seeing you. Take care. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, I'm going to have to look up that Kunze and Baxter eye. I, sounds we, very, have we had I, it?
3: I looked it up. Yeah, we've had it before. And the one of the other ones he, he had mentioned, we it looks very much like the Erica the heat oh. with the red flowers, okay. the western one. It okay. looks very similar to that. It's not. But, but that's it, what it looks it, like. It looks similar to that, to a, a
1: a lesser understanding person like us of those. My dad's got a weird, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Melaleuca growing in his front yard. It's right behind the the um, Cousin It plant. I just noticed the Cousin It last well, time it, I was This is spectacular. <laughs> it makes mine look terrible. I mean,. And I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know if mine's just not getting enough water or what, but it mine looks horrible. It's is in the, yours in the ground? Yeah, it's in the yeah. ground in the front yard. Um, but my dad's is amazing. It's probably, what, six feet across? At least. So, and, and it's so absolutely the, solid green. It's a great
3: ground cover. So the
2: troubleshooting yeah. we would do, if this was the same person saying, I have two of these, we'd ask, what's culturally different? Is so uh, getting Ken, more sun, my, getting I, short?
1: Ken's what's culturally really different? My dad's doing something that, his likes, and I'm not. So <laughs> yeah. I think is he that, watering
2: more? Is he getting I, some partial shade? Is it? No, it's
1: full sun. Both? Um, but he's closer but to the coast he's, than I okay. am. Much
3: closer to the coast. All right, so, coast. so less water and, for him, maybe. And the one we have by our water feature in the back of the store, I haven't looked at it recently, but it generally looks pretty good. And
1: I'm wondering if
2: it gets a bit of shade. Back it likes there it a little cooler. Yeah.
1: You know what you don't see anymore um, is the upright acacia subparosa, the tree form. No, you don't. Uh, I always thought that was a really neat plant, but this was he, the last he, place we used they, to get those. I I don't know that I ever saw one that really did well. Is the Agathus
3: Australian that you have planted back there?
1: Uh, I know they're from New Zealand. I, th- I think so. I, okay. I, Australian, New Zealand. We'll give that to George. Uh, Aga- and- I think the one that well Aga- Agathis Australis. I'm guessing is <laughs> probably from Australia. <laughs> is that the one With, from Chile? Uh,
0: no, 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 no. no
1: uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ and once again Brendan comes through with He's the, on his game he, as he I is. knew he would be. As he always is. Uh if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number. George, you have more information for us on Melaleukas.
2: I do. I so the list I was reading from was at the top twenty-five Australian natives. So didn't have everything in it. So and it didn't maybe the the people that put that list together weren't big fans of Melaleuca, but um, Capri sent me a note and she found that they're, as, as we suspected, they are from Australia and Malaysia and they were introduced, Ken, you mentioned Florida. They were brought into Florida in 1906 as a potential commercial timber source.
1: Oh, I don't know why they did yeah, that. Yeah,
2: and then it, you know, they, it's they that failed and they started using them in landscapes and, and windbreaks and also they put them in, in the Everglades to help uh, reduce water, to pull up water to reduce the uh, mosquito populations yeah that was a mistake yeah. that was a mistake yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and i've seen it's it's melaleuca leucodendron that's the real problem down in south florida right. and i've seen it down there where they they are just going through and and clear-cutting forests of it sure. i mean it it's it's just incredible how much of it is down there and how it's really kind of choked out some of the waterways and stuff down there it's
2: well purposely you know. put there to reduce the waterways and yeah now in hindsight yeah,
1: yeah you know well, there's there's a lot of instances where seemed like a good, idea, like at a good idea at the time what's the one that yeah. i'm thinking what's the thing that they introduced into they introduced um i think it's m- monkeys in hawaii to control rats in the sugarcane population yeah, but it was in- and the birds right well the I think the was it the mongoose I can't remember which one it was, but one of them is nocturnal and one of them is diurnal, so they're never around at the same time <laughs> and, and mongoose had no natural predators in the Hawaiian islands, and they, they got they got out of hand so Anyway, um, you've got something else to do. Well,
2: we, we were talking about this, the genetically um, engineered petunias that glow in the dark. Yes. So that unto itself is, I guess, for some people will not be a big deal because they are um, supposed to be sterile. You, you're not going to you know, have them breeding with the other petunias and, and dropping seed. But what was in the same article was tomatoes. And now we at the nursery have always told people when they came in and they're concerned about GMO products because a lot of our vegetables will say non-GMO as Mm -hmm. a marketing ploy.
3: But not all of them. But
2: not all of them. So people get confused. But as you've said, you know, you can't purchase GMO products in a retail outlet. They're all, you know, it's usually commercial growers with licenses and stuff like that. There is now a tomato that is being... Introduced, that is going to be, introduced, going to be introduced, and it's the first genetically modified food product to be marketed directly to gardeners. And what, what's and, the name of it? Um, it's it's a tomato. It's a purple oh. tomato. They didn't give the name, but it's a purple tomato that has um,
3: extra lycopene. Didn't you? Say? It says
2: it has more antioxidants, but it's coming, and those the antioxidants are coming from a gene from the snapdragon.
1: Interesting, because there w- there was a to- there was a tomato that was. Introduced, it was a GMO tomato that was introduced as a commercial crop several years, a, a number of years ago. But it was a, it was a, it was a long-lasting tomato once it was harvested. But it was a total failure because it was a horrible tomato. Ah, it, right. it just it didn't have much flavor to it. it. It may have lasted a long time, but it's probably because you didn't want to eat it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the the I'd, I'd have to look and see. I'd have to look at a. a New updated list. It's been a while since I've looked, but there's there's really there's really nothing GMO that you're going to find in well now in except gr- for now, this tomato ex- except what, for this but, tomato, but it's not out yet. <laughs> not yet, so. but it's
2: it's it's the first one that's been approved for release to to directly to gardeners. But what struck me was I think of snapdragons and they get rust all the time, and I'm so yeah, all my tomatoes are yeah. going to get rust now because I have this because I have. Yeah. Them.
1: Well, I had, I, you and I had been talking, I, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but um, back in Florida they're doing research um, looking at um, CRISPR genetics, oh, right. gene splicing, to develop orange trees that are HLB resistant. Um, and what a nightmare that's going to be for some people if there's going to be GMO orange juice right. on the only. on the shelf. If there, and that may if be that's only. all you can yeah. get. If that's
2: all you can get right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I uh, I'm hoping that they're going to be able to come they there was that um, there was that treatment that they had derived it, from the finger lime that they were working on the, too.
0: That well, was a peptide. Peptide, right?
3: And, and then, then there was a, there was, a, there was a, spray,
1: a spray or something that they were working on a as well. Tr-
3: trunk injection they're, yeah. they're testing in Florida right now to, I think some mixed results. They're they're working on it they're working on it diligently and I oh they're feverishly it's I <laughs> a big deal yeah but it seems to me it hasn't it's more of a big deal now that California's involved and I don't get it with the citrus industry in Florida why more of this hasn't been going on. I don't know on. if
1: they were just too far behind the ball by the time it by the time it took hold but it 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 put a serious hurt on the citrus industry in in Florida before they really got onto it. So but I don't know what at, happened there.
3: At UCR, they had been working on breeding resistant varieties for six years, five years, something—I mean, for Say years it. now. Right. And I was pleasantly surprised. The lemon juice we had wasn't very good, but it was getting there. And we had three or four different varieties to eat away the Just enamel sample, off right. our teeth <laughs> um, and one was getting close to being good but these are new varieties that they are are working on and that they're hybridizing I was gonna say they're hybridized
1: for, they're not engineered no right. they're yeah. hybridizing right.
3: them for resistance and they're they're getting there and they, she's been working on it for many many years which I would have waited until I couldn't get citrus anymore and thought hey we should work on this but well you they've know been, they've been dealing I with think it. it's
2: being a, there's there are multi faceted approaches to this in in addition to the, you know, trying to do the hybridizing to come up with varieties that are more resistant. There's the the, um, drug manufacturers are working with like penicillin type products to get in there and take care of it with the actual bacteria inside the plant. Mm -hmm. And so there are are sprays. Everybody's working on things. And root stocks too. Right. All the different ways to try to to combat this.
1: Well, you know, come to think about it, I don't think I heard of, even though it had been – well established and wiped out a huge chunk of the of the uh, citrus operations in florida i don't think i heard about hlb until it was in california i don't remember it being a big deal in the news or anything about it until it was i until it was a deal in california i I was aware of it i knew it had wiped
3: out their crop and they had been dealing with it but it was until it affects david we don't it's not a, it's it not is a right. real as big a, that's
1: yes. big, so, big a concern. You know, yeah. Yeah. What are the so okay. at nine
2: a.m. in San Diego Azalea and Camellia care with Constance, and at nine thirty Poway Proteaceae plants with John Clements.
1: Yeah, I would get to both of those early so you can get a seat, and if you're going to go to Poway, you might take a look at the plants that we have available
3: Prior. before be, the before the
1: class uh, to make sure that you get what you want. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. We will be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.